the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Welcome, indeed, on this election day. Thanks for coming along. Sun is setting, sadly so. It's true. <laughs> Kathy, good to see you. Uh, have you voted today? I have not voted, but hey, will you, oh. on my way home. Very nice. Don't you worry about it. Have you voted? I have voted. Where's your sticker? Uh, my polling place uh, apparently does not give stickers out. You go to a low-run polling place? Apparently I do, yeah. I do have a little piece of paper, you know, that says... Did you get gifts? Any kind of candy? Nothing. No, nothing. My However, polling place... Candy? Always has candy. What? No, I don't I don't even eat candy, but I appreciate the gift. No, I appreciate the generosity with which they greet me. Mm, and I had a short conversation with a gentleman about my son's vans. That's all I got. His sh- you mean his shoes? Yes. Okay. My son, my 18-year-old boy, this was his first election that he voted oh, that yeah. is wonderful Very good nice. for him yeah, i thought so too i was at eaton park for breakfast yeah they asked me if i had voted which mm-hmm. i hadn't voted yet but if i would have i would have gotten a discount oh like what like a piece of pie i don't know election I did, pie I, did, I didn't qualify so mm-hmm. i didn't really delve too deeply did the waitress make a face at you and go Pff. no but i i said does it count if i plan on going later and she said no no, no you got to do, do the you, deal do you have to bring in your voter's registration card or do you just show them your license i don't know i didn't show them anything Wait, Wait, you mean, you mean when you vote? Yeah. No, Mike, I showed them if nothing. we, listen, if anyone at a polling place would dare to ask for any type of identification, somehow that is an infringement on your civil rights. Really? Yeah, yeah That's exactly what, That is. seems to be what Democrats think in America. When I walk I'm sorry in, if you're a Democrat but and you think that that's too harsh, but I don't, I don't get why it is so hard I, to I, show ID. You have to show ID everywhere. Right. Why is it so hard and in such an infringement on your rights to have to show ID when you go to a Mm-mm. polling place? That has been well trod, right? A lot I don't of lawsuits. Know, I do not get that. Yeah. So Mike, wow, you, you look, haven't you done this yet. You got me all upset. Sorry. We weren't even supposed to talk about that. I've done smokes. the. I've, I mean, I voted for the president. You know, good for you. From, but I, I, I need to go out and vote today. Wait, sure wait, 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 wait. The last time you voted was 2016. Yeah. Last time I voted was 2016. I'm sorry. Holy smokes, Mike. I'm sorry. Step it up, would you please? I am trying Jeez, to. Jeez, listen okay. up. He's Man. like you know, all judgy. Well, I'm not being judgy. I'm just saying vote. Quit asking me to like trim your like shrubs and like right. do landscaping work around your house, John. I'm, like, exactly, I'm busy. You know, I'm asking exactly. you to vote. I'm asking you to do People <laughs> died for this right, right. Mike. Listen, it's we're privilege. So, anyway, we're supposed to be talking about something completely different. <laughs> and if you just smokes. let me in. All I wanted to do is, is find out if I needed to bring in my Rota's registration card. I'm, I'm, I'm going to vote. You neophyte. You don't no, have to bring in please. anything. Man, <laughs> just bring your sunny personality, Mike, and all is well. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. Good thing Sunny Personality wasn't a prerequisite when you showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're pointing at me. Uh, point- yeah. I'm just you're the saying, only other person in the room. I'm Amen. just saying vote. Would you please vote? Uh, all right, listen to this study. A new survey reveals that a fifth of all school districts in the United States mm. are giving kids less than 20 minutes to eat lunch. Pathetic. That's fine. No. That's really? not right. Let's go. Let's just get on. again. What is wrong with us? Let's get on with it, people. You're gonna have a heartburn. Heartburn. Listen, 
You're having like a chip tam sandwich and an apple. Let's go. No. Please. No. What are you talking about? I'm talking about no, no, no. the educational system, which apparently is failing us in a big way. Okay. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends 40 oh, minutes. Oh, oh, boy. Okay. What? If okay. you're a little baby, yeah. Okay. So here's... I don't understand your perspective on this. Because he wants not... everybody to do more common core math. Here's that's, my perspective. That's what it is. Here's my perspective. Eat quickly yeah. and be done with it. Let's get back okay, to work. Eating quickly is a horrible idea. I don't think it is. No, no. I, it's not good for you. I reject that in every respect. Really? Yes. I, well, I think, you know, if you were a guy, you'd go, okay, I'm just going to eat and just be done with it. Mike, are you a guy? Yeah. Well, let's I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my time, Good. and uh, I'm going to join my rotini or, or whatever I'm eating. Rotini. And then I'll, and then I'll go get to I'll go get back to common core math later. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Good. When you guys were in high school, mm-hmm. you're telling me you spent like all this delicate time with a napkin and a fork eating? I'm not eating. saying it was the delicate. Deal? Oh, we had 50 minutes. I 50. Think, yeah. I think you're right. Almost an hour. We right. did. We had. Yeah. I feel like that is a good amount of time. It's good. You need... And, do you want to hear my theory? <laughs> well, at the risk of being called a curmudgeon, I guess I have to. <laughs> oh, she's got a point. My theory is this, that one of the reasons that we in America are more obese than other countries is that we don't sit down and actually pay attention to what we're eating and then enjoy the experience, feel full, be done with it, and then move on with the day. I think we're in such a hurry. We're eating at our desk. We're eating while we're running water. And I don't think we rec- we're not thinking about eating, and so we end up eating too much. Sure. I mean, I get that. Right. Yeah. I, I, That's I, just my idea. Sure. The people that, should, you know, chew, enjoy, you need to think savor. Like, you think like, this is a meal, and I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to enjoy it. That 20-minute right. that plan will never work in Mexico. Well, because they have to have a siesta. No, they have siestas in Mexico or just Spain. No, and I think the uh, Spanish siestas are also a thing of the past. No, I don't think they are. I believe so. We have to look that up. All right, thank you. Let me call my friend from Spain. I can't wait to get a guest on here to talk about that. Okay, so John thinks you should eat in a big fat hurry, and Mike and I are taking our time. It's time. Okay, when you eat at home, yeah, do you eat at the same pace as the other people in your family? Probably not. Do you eat faster? Yes, I do. My my son and Why, I. Because you want to move on to all the important things no, you have to do just, that night. Like you have to sit down and watch that new Paul Rudd show. Jeez, you're rough. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I think it's, again, I'm going to go back. I think it's a guy thing. I think generally men eat quicker. It's just, you know, that's just how I'm wired. Now, my wife, she's like you. She's sitting there, fork to mouth, down. Yeah. Little pause. You know why? Conversation. Fork to mouth. Little pause. Conversation. Me, I'm going. You know. I'm done. Let's go. Right. But then you're sad because your meal's over. Doesn't that make you? No, I'm pretty happy after my meal's over. I feel content. Oh, see, then I get disappointed that it's over so fast. Really? I do that often. I finish dinner and I say, Oh, over so fast. Too bad because I was looking forward to that for a long time, and now it's over. So what's your point? All I'm saying is that it's hard to enjoy something fully when you're in a hurry. But you're yes. at school. You're under a schedule at school. I know, but there's a lot of activity, all of, a lot all of, of learning. your day at school is ding, 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 ding with bells. Wouldn't it be nice to just like have a moment where you're like, <sighs> that's what study halls for or gym class. No. You're rough. I'm and not lunch. rough. I'm no. not you gotta, rough. You got to include lunch. I'm in telling that. you, that's all. Okay, take a break. Coming up next, Jessica oh, Hooch and Wilson is with us. She's the author of a brand new. It, this is so cool. Giving the devil his due. It's a thing about Flannery O'Connor, Fyodor Dostoevsky, and Walker Percy.
Who thought to put those three together? That's next. The Devil Lives in the Mirror. 101.5 WORD. His name is synonymous with evil, so much so that you definitely wouldn't name your son after him. So what can you learn from history's most notorious traitor? John MacArthur takes a fascinating look at Judas Iscariot this week as he continues one of his most popular series, The Master's Men, here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. When was the last time that your kids had fun at the dentist's office? Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. It's really important that the kids have a great and fun first few experiences. Moms really appreciate the time that we spend to make sure that their kids are not feeling rushed and that we really have a lot of fun in the office. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Perry Highway in Wexford. You have my word on it. At Stock Family Dentistry. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HenneyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers. Your jewelers for life. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out for the resources and know-how to make it all work. There's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Confusing. Tedious. Worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yes, open enrollment is here again, and you have until December 15th to choose something very expensive you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of first-dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right. 724-884-1496 or online, marleyfg.com. Many years ago, I um, opened up Flannery O'Connor's short stories, and I read, A Good Man is Hard to Find. And you thought, what is this? I was about 14. Really? I could not believe. Whenever the story was over. Oh, my gosh. I could not believe what I had just read. Yeah. I mean, I was horrified. Yes, because it's horrifying. It is a horrifying story. Uh, Flannery O'Connor, she is one of the the rarities, who writes beautifully and eloquently of the evil that is within us. 
Uh, today, we're happy to welcome to the show Jessica Hooten Wilson. She's an associate professor of literature at John Brown University, the author of Giving the Devil His Due. And uh, she wrote a piece that uh, is based upon Giving the Devil His Due called The Devil Lives in the Mirror. And she's here to speak to us about this now. And um, Jessica, welcome to the show. How are you today? Yes, thank you. I'm doing great. Jessica, why such a nice person like you? Why are you writing about these dark themes? <laughs> <laughs> right? That yes. is the question. Uh, you know, cathedrals are wonderful to kind of understand the role of darkness when we consider in church. You walk into a church building, and as you're walking in, you see those gargoyles sticking out from the building, and you're like, what are they doing? Uh, they're supposed to frighten the demons out of you, right? Exercise you from all the false versions you have of yourself, all the lies of the world. And so that's what I find myself doing when I study O'Connor or people like Dostoevsky, is hopefully exercising the demons from, from myself and other people. Yeah. Okay, so the difference with these two, um, it, and I, I'm thinking that a lot of our readers may not have read Dostoevsky or O'Connor, um, but if you think of a horror uh, movie or a horror book, so maybe you might think of a Stephen <laughs> King thing, or in a Christian vein, you might think of a Frank Peretti story or something like that. Right. Um, I think that the first difference is that the the I mean obviously we're talking you know books versus literature um, but I think we're also talking of a, a, a degree of subtlety um, mm -hmm. I think that the Dostoevsky Flannery O'Connor version of evil is much more challenging um, because mm -hmm. it's in us it's not something that we are necessarily battling from the outside but instead it's a fight from the inside right there's that famous quote in Dostoevsky where one of the characters reflects that the devil and God are fighting and the battleground is the human heart. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's an internal fight that we're all experiencing. Whereas if you said, you mentioned Stephen King, but the external evil is kind of horror for horror's sake, right? Just to make you jump, to make you scared. And there's a certain pleasure you're feeling when you're getting scared. Whereas the feeling you get in an O'Connor or a Dostoevsky read, it's not pleasurable. No. It's almost like someone is cutting off what you thought was your arm, but it's actually just a growth. It's a tumor that shouldn't have been there in the first place. And it becomes very uncomfortable and painful to kind of have to cut away parts of yourself that maybe even were part of your identity, mm -hmm. but shouldn't have been. I mean, in the piece, The Devil Lies in the Mirror, you talk about the devil uh, being a parasite upon us. Mm -hmm. And that is a very yeah. vivid piece of imagery. So the question you ask is, how did this happen? How do we mm -hmm. unwittingly or unwillingly court evil until it claims authority over us? It's a great question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you think about it in terms of a sickness, you let it in, right? There's a little germ, there's a little lie, there's a little indulgence. But if our lives really are composed of millions of seconds, and each second we're either turning towards faith and grace or we're acting faithless, then it is kind of like a sickness that we're letting in bit by bit by bit, germ by germ by germ, until suddenly we've caught a disease and the disease has taken over. 
Let's talk about Flannery O'Connor for a minute. I think the thing that John alluded to at the very beginning is that you start a Flannery O'Connor story and you think you get what's happening. Right. Well, we're going to go on a nice little road trip. Right. Because I oh. love when grandma comes <laughs> over. Oh, I love it. Oh, she's, she's a bit of a little of a nag, but oh, everything's going to yep. be okay. We'll put her in the backseat. It'll turn out okay. La, 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 la. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so that's not what happens. But I think that that reinforces the idea she's getting at, which is that we don't at least this is what I think of when I read her. I'm always afraid when I read one of her stories, even when I know what's going to happen. You should be. Because it's it's like the evil is already in the door before you realize it. And then Mm -hmm. the whole thing falls apart or blows up. Right, right. I heard Phil Clay is a novelist who won the National Book Award several years ago. And I bring him up because he writes about war. And he said, you know, people hate coming back from war because it seems like the mundane life, that nothing is life or death, nothing's at stake. And what Flannery O'Connor does is she actually pulls back all of our protective layers that we've created to convince ourselves that the things we're doing are not our life and death decisions. Hmm. And in fact, a lot of the decisions we're making, they are life or death. When we're choosing to indulge in something sinful, we are tearing parts of our souls away. We are becoming more towards nothingness and less towards the being we were meant to be. Right. And and not to be an old curmudgeon, but when I sit down in the evening and I open up my Netflix or my Amazon Prime queue, I mean, it's one image or one story after another and Mm -hmm. I go, evil, darkness, evil, darkness, evil, darkness. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're being force fed and I'm paying for it. So I can imagine me, you know, in my, at my age and of course kids Mm -hmm. who are 10 12 14 this is their steady diet so what will come upon us soon right and flannery o'connor stories are a great antidote to it because it doesn't feed you evil it feels like that because you see things like shootings and murder but that's not the evil that she's pointing to that's not the way the story makes you feel it doesn't make you feel that evil what it's actually doing is it's showing you the hope that on the other side of evil, there's grace. There's God working redemption through violence. And she thinks that that's what people found really scandalous, um, is that someone could have a gun pointed at their head, and instead of lamenting that fact and drawing our attention to the gun, she's drawing attention to the victim, to the woman who needs to learn how to see her life rightly. And and people find that off-putting. Like, it is off-putting. why aren't we recognizing the death and the murder and the tragedy of the story and instead what's more tragic is whether or not she would have lost herself or lost salvation. Um, it becomes a hopeful story in the end if we see her as a story of resurrection. Jessica Hooten Wilson is with us, associate professor of literature at John Brown University and the author of Giving the Devil His Due, Flannery O'Connor, Fyodor Dostoevsky and Walker Percy in the Search for Influence. Um, For people who haven't read these books, I'm trying to think of a way that we could summarize the benefit of reading them. Um, Flannery O'Connor stories are short. I mean, it's not like you're going to get into a thousand page book if you start with the. Right. um, But it's a it's a challenge. Um, not that the writing is hard or difficult to read. It's mm-hmm. nothing like that. It's just that instantly your presuppositions are challenged. That's what mm-hmm. I love so much about her. Um, but let's talk about Dostoevsky. Um, are you a fan? Do you lo- Have you read all of his stuff? And why mm-hmm. did he come to mind when you were thinking about Flannery O'Connor as well? <laughs> 
Well, I actually studied both Dostoevsky and Flannery O'Connor at the University of Dallas, and I was taking a Southern Lit class at the same time I was taking a Russian Lit class. And my teacher was Louise Cowan, who taught both Southern Lit and Russian. And I noticed the spiritual urgency in both of their writings, Mm -hmm. their ability to go beneath the surface, to write kind of a realism of distance where they're seeing far off the truth of things and not getting bogged down in the current moment. Um, they, they weren't concerned with the pretenses of the story or just plot for plot's sake. They wanted to know really what was driving their characters and what was the spiritual value of the choices of the characters. And I hadn't read that before in other literature. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, Jessica, this this whole essay, I mean, the, the piece, The Devil Lives in the Mirror, what mm-hmm. struck me so most about it is that you say – now as ever, the devil's lies hide his truth. Mm-hmm. It's common mottos of mm-hmm. our culture that sounds appealing, inspiring, and desirable. We want to be in charge mm-hmm. of ourselves, in control of our future, be able to make ourselves better. That sounds nice and good. But when you do you, as the saying goes, you become the supreme self. And, I mean, that's mm-hmm. where we live today, right? We are the center of the universe, you know, uh, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. It's your way. Mm -hmm. We are an army of one. And it's hard to make an adjustment when you're fed that from the, you know, infancy Mm -hmm. forward. Of course, the devil's going to be upon you because you're not going to rely on anything but yourself. And, you you know, I'm not telling you something you don't already know. It it, it ends badly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's revolutionary to fight in every single sphere, this idea that you are the center of the world. I mean, from choosing not to be on your phone all the time, uh, choosing to teach your kids history as though the story began before they existed and doesn't just begin with them and setting just their state history, right? I mean, seeing themselves as part of a global and a timeline that began with creation and will go past them, that they will probably be forgotten, right? Making us aware of those truths. And if that's the truth of things, that they may be forgotten in two generations, then what do their decisions matter? What What is really mattering about the decisions they're making? Because it's not about pleasure, and it's not about having the best-looking life in your 80-year time span. It's about something that the next generation can inherit. It's something that the community around you can participate in. It has much more to do than just yourself and your self-improvement. Jessica Hooten Wilson is with us. I have to apologize. I said the name of your book wrong, Jessica, so I want to correct myself here. It's called <laughs> I put Walker Percy in there, I think, because I was just overexcited. <laughs> I just got too excited. I wanted to combine it all together and put it in a really long title. Okay, but the real title is Giving the Devil His Due, Demonic Authority in the Fiction of Flannery O'Connor and Fyodor Dostoevsky. Okay, um, we only have a couple minutes left, Jessica, but what I want to ask is the um, is the value in reading uncomfortable things. You know, John mm-hmm. mentioned that when he goes home and he turns on his Netflix queue, yes. first of all, it's easier to watch things than to read them, yes. I think, for the most mm-hmm. part. Sure. When it comes to yep. stories, it, yeah. ta- it requires less of us because we can just kind of be a receptor. Um, yeah. When we're reading, there actually has some, some activity we're that has to, to take place. Um, yes. But I find Dostoyevsky very challenging to read. Uh, it took me a long time right. to read The Brothers Karamazov. It wasn't like I sat down and a week later it was done. It wasn't like that yeah. for me. However, when I finished it, I thought, you know, I I see something different in life that I mm-hmm. didn't see before I read the book. I mean, it, so mm-hmm. it is it is worth it, but it's a hard slog. So speak right. to the speak to the 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 good journey of a hard piece of literature. 
Well, you've mentioned Frank Peretti. So are your audience Christians? I think a lot of them are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because really it has to do with the armor of God. It has to do with Ephesians 6. Uh, We were not meant to be ants building an ant hill and ready to be squished at a moment's notice. And the more that we feed ourselves on pixie sticks, we are just ready for somebody to wipe us out of existence. Mm. If we are actually going to take our role in uh, the Christian body, we need to armor up. We have to take on hard tasks, things that are difficult, things that show that we are hearts and minds and bodies and souls and not just mere bodies and not just mere minds. We are all of it together. We are in the image of God, and we have to take on the tradition that has been handed to us and not throw it away. Yes. to take it on as armor and as it's meant to be. That's good. So, Jessica, you know, as I was reading this this essay today and thinking about you and we went back and forth via email, I was thinking about, about your own spiritual life and wondering, as you yourself have, you know, sort of drilled down into the conversation and the subject of the evil one, has that mm-hmm. some way, have you felt a cover of darkness sometimes in your life? Because you choose to engage there. You're doing this at a deeply intellectual level. But I imagine mm-hmm. there has to be some touch there on your life. Yeah. I don't know that I feel it externally, maybe the way that we talk about it in Frank Peretti novels. I feel it much more internally where I'm easily opening doors to places of pride or thinking that I already know this or thinking that I need to be consulted. I need to be um, asked questions because I'm an expert on certain things. Um, and I feel the pride overwhelming me or the easy anger with my kids when I can't teach them basic things, but I'm teaching college students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And the, so the easy frustration. So I think I feel the darkness when my sin just overwhelms me. And I think, and I passed this. Haven't I practiced grace and patience and humility enough that I am a humble person and a gracious person? Um, Why does sin keep crouching at my door? Why do I have to fight it every single day? So in that sense, just like any other Christian, I think I feel it um, as a constant battle. And I don't think that battle will end. I think we're called to practice it and get stronger and stronger. Well, I got to tell you, I have not read your book yet, Jessica, but this is super exciting for me. I mean, I got so excited, I added a whole other author into your title. So uh, the the book is called Giving the Devil His Due, Demonic Authority in the Fiction of Flannery O'Connor and Fyodor Dostoevsky. It won the Christianity Today's Book Award for First Place Culture in the Arts for 2018. Jessica, we're so glad you were with us today. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. Are you ready to advance? Imagine yourself in the graduate program you've always wanted. The right master's program can help you get where you want to be. Geneva College, located conveniently in Beaver Falls, just 35 miles northwest of Pittsburgh, has on-campus, online, and hybrid graduate programs that could be right for you. Geneva's high-quality Christian programs are designed to help you move ahead, both professionally and personally, preparing you to excel in today's demanding world. But don't just think about it. Attend Geneva's upcoming information session to find out about master's programs like counseling, cybersecurity, higher education, and master's in business administration. The information session is at Geneva's campus Tuesday, November 19th, with registration and refreshments at 5.30 and the program at 6 p.m. It even includes sitting in on a master's level class. That's Tuesday, November 19th. For information and registration, go to geneva.edu slash session. That's geneva.edu slash session. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, 
in the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville can help protect your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it, like spray-on bedliners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact, moisture, and corrosion. Their TST Rust Remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't, like road salt, and fall detail to safeguard your paint job, your tires, your interior against winter's worst damage. And did I mention Extreme now offers custom graphics? Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Clearing tonight, turning colder with the low 28. Then tomorrow you'll see a good deal of sunshine, but the high will just be a chilly 49. Increasing clouds tomorrow night. There can be a shower toward daybreak and the low will be 36. Cloudy and chilly with rain at times Thursday. Rain likely ends as a little snow Thursday evening. Might be a small accumulation in some areas, especially the laurels. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Streit. The uh, actress Emma Watson, who rose to fame uh, as a child during the uh, Harry Potter series, she uh, said that she, uh, in an interview with British Vogue, said that she prefers to call herself, quote, self-partnered, end quote, rather than single as she approaches her 30th birthday. She um, she coined the phrase in that uh, article uh, with British Vogue. She said um, that she did not in- initially understand the fuss that surrounded this milestone of turning 30. However, she admitted that she was feeling stressed and anxious about her upcoming birthday. She says, quote, if you've not built a home, if you do not have a husband, if you do not have a baby and you're turning 30, you're not in some incredibly secure, stable place in your career or you're still figuring things out. There's just this incredible amount of anxiety. Speaking of how she had never believed that I'm, I'm the happy spiel. It took me a long time, but I'm very happy, very happy. I call it being self-partnered. Okay. First off, that sounds weird. Self-partnered. Can I just say that that sounds weird? Second of all, when a woman turns 30, there is some reckoning that has to happen. I'm sorry. It's just biology. I, I know that it's awkward. I know that it can be depressing. I know that for people who aren't dating and want to be or people who are do not have children and want children, that's a difficult time. But it, pretending like it's not a difficult time like she's doing is silly. 
she's saying, well, there's all this anxiety and I'm just trying to pretend that there isn't any any, any anxiety. So I'm just going to call myself self-partnered. No, the point is that our bodies only last a certain amount of time. To and if, reproduce. Right. And well, Period. Our bodies only last a certain amount yeah, of time. But, especially but if you a are a woman and you're looking to have children, there is only a certain amount of time you can do this. This is biology. I know it's hard. It just, we resist in America right now being hemmed in by anything. Even when there are facts that are hemming us in. <laughs> there, There is reality that we have to come to grips with. It's... It is what it is. I think that's I just think she's running away from a fact mm-hmm. that she finds uncomfortable. And listen, she's not the first person who's found that fact uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for women all over the place sure. who want to have a baby and th- I remember when Harry met Sally? You know Harry says Sher- Sally says, "And I'm going to be 30." And he says in 8 or she says I'm going to be 40. And he says in eight years. And she says, I know, but it's out there and it's staring at me like a big dead end. I mean, that's how this is. This is what it is to be a woman. Yeah. But the idea of being self-partnered is a little weird. The self-partner thing is just her finding a way to manage her anxiety about being 30, about being unmarried and not having children. We've all done it. But I'm not, I'm not looking things, down at her. I'm not trying to pick on her. I'm no, saying no. that she has suffered and is suffering the same anxiety that women have always suffered. Yeah. But in the whole scheme of things, she's a very successful actress living at the top of her game in Hollywood, California. But it doesn't surrounded matter. By people. It doesn't matter how successful you are if you want children and you don't have right. them. Well, maybe if she was living, you know, somewhere in, you know, Des Moines, Iowa, she wouldn't feel nearly as much pressure because she nope. would not be under the microscope. She'd still, she'd still feel the same amount of pressure I because biology is biology. All right. Well, speaking of pressure, uh, we have completed, at least some of us have. No, no, I have. The no, I'm good. Pittsburgh quiz. Things every real Pitts, 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 Pittsburgher must do. Pitts, 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 Pittsburgher. That's next. 101.5 WORD. God bless us, everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for 2020? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. God bless us. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com contests. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to. At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. Voted best in Pittsburgh for joint regenerative medicine. To see if ABT is right for you, talk to a doctor 24-7 at 412-851-3811. Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life. Call 412-851-3811 now. Do you enjoy helping others? Consider a career at Accessibility's Home and Community Services. As a leading provider of in-home care for people with disabilities since 1954, Accessibilities is dedicated to quality care. Flexible schedules, 100% employer-paid health premiums, competitive dental and vision plans, and paid time off are just a few reasons to consider Accessibilities. 
Visit accessibilities.org or call 724-832-8272 today. Accessibilities is an equal opportunity employer. Shalom. Guess where I was a couple days ago. Hi, this is Abraham Sandler from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation, and I had dinner in Israel with a great view of the Sea of Galilee. Imagine yourself looking over the waters that Jesus walked upon and calmed with just his voice. How would you like to experience Israel with a Jewish believer like me? Tour Israel with us and spend time with Jesus and his people in his land. More info at rockofagesmjc.org. That's rockofagesmjc.org. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Sight and Sound Theaters presents one of the most cherished Bible stories as it comes to life on stage. We'll give birth to a son. How can this be? With God, all things are possible. Travel with Mary and Joseph from Nazareth to Bethlehem in this original holiday production. Peace for all mankind! Discover the miracle of Christmas. Live on stage at Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. You can leave your heart in Frisco, make it big in old New York. You can lose the blues in Chicago. I won't sell those cities short. You can roam from Nome to San Antonio, then Memphis to L.A. But if you ever come to Pittsburgh, it's for sure you'll want to stay. Come see the Steelers and the Pirates. Very nice. Jimmy Sapienza, five guys named Mo. So yesterday we uh, we talked about this briefly, but today we drilled down a little bit deeper. The current issue of Pittsburgh Magazine, the cover story, is 101 Things Every Pittsburgher Must Do. And it's a great list. It is a great list. Yeah. And um, and so we've gone through every element individually of the list. Yeah. We've gone through every one. You check off what you've done mm-hmm. and you leave blank what you have not done. Right. And then you end up with a score. There's a score here. Uh, so 101 things. The score is 0 to 25. Uh, are you from Cleveland? You really need to get out and explore. 26 to 50. You're a novice. You've covered the basics, but there is much more you need to try. 51 to 75. You are a Yinzer. You know the region like the back of your hand. And 75 to 100 things. Ambassador, with your knowledge, you could lead tour groups. All right, so let's just give the listening audience a mm-hmm. flavor of what kinds of things are listed okay, on sure. the things every real Pittsburgher must do, according to Pittsburgh Magazine. Okay. okay, so it starts out with Rodden Incline. Of course. I mean, that's like basic 101. I mean, if you haven't ridden an incline and you're living in Pittsburgh, like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Everybody. Everybody's been on an incline. Yeah. Uh, it also would bring up a uh, good. But the, the, wait, but the drill down is both inclines. Both inclines. Right, because there are two mm-hmm. remaining inclines. There, of course, there's and, one popular incline. And I, ha- I have a favorite. You do? The I Monongahela do incline? No, the Duquesne incline okay, is my yeah, favorite. Right. It really is. Yeah. I, just, I just like it better. Of course. Um, and then it asks, you know, have you gone to a city pool? Have you gone to see a movie or concert in the park? Have you gone to the Pittsburgh Symphony? Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Nutcracker? 
by the uh, Pittsburgh Ballet Theater? Mm-hmm. Have you skated at PPG? Mm-hmm. Have you had a lucky, quote unquote, encounter at the aviary? <laughs> right. You know, et cetera. Have you seen the antique cars? Have you gone to Heinz Field? Have you seen the Pirates win? Well, it's been kind of rare. How about sat in the front seat of the Thunderbolt? You have a late night breakfast at Ritter's, which, of course, is preceded by an earlier night of revelry. Waved the terrible towel. I've been to Heinz Field. You've been to see the Steel City Roller Derby. Or uh, you've gone to the Riverhounds game. How about that? So... There's 101 things on this list, yeah, and we have checked the things that we have done, and we have each of us arrived at a score. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am now. How long have you lived in Pittsburgh, John? Uh, I've lived in Pittsburgh all of my life, with the exception of a 10-year uh, journey to New York City. Okay, I've lived in Pittsburgh all of my life, except for a three-year journey to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mike, how long have you lived in Pittsburgh? Eight years. Eight years total. Eight years total. Before that. Um, I lived. I lived in uh, Philadelphia mm-hmm. for four four and a half years, and then he repented, mm-hmm. and then I repented, and yep. before that, I grew up in Newcastle. Newcastle, PA. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know, you're at a, a distinct disadvantage. Yeah, I not? feel as if we're still grafting him in. Your youth and your you know, wandering heart, yes. perhaps have uh, sort of somehow uh, marred your score uh, be- because you are the youngest member of the Pittsburgh club here. Mm-hmm. Please give us your total score, Mike. Out of a hundred and one. Uh, experiences throughout the city of Pittsburgh, you did have done how many? 51. Oh. That's not bad. No, that's pretty okay, darn now how, good. How would Pittsburgh Magazine rate him Pittsburgh at Magazine says, says he's a yinzer. He's, hey! Um, he, he's right at the very... 51 is the yinzer beginning. Oh, so you, you've just made yinzer. All right. Yeah. So right, he, is, just he, made he is a yinzer. He is. Right? Official. Kath, yourself? Yeah. Uh, I... Achieved a score of 63. Very nice. Ooh. I believe that also makes me a yinzer. Uh, it does. You're, but you're... I, I am, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to like push myself away from Mike, but I do feel like I'm a more established yinzer yeah, in score yeah. of 63 oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, than 51. Right. Not to disparage, but there's a difference in age as well. So right. Just okay. Saying that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, John, you. Myself, uh, my grand score is 87. <gasps> 87. Oh, wow. 87. Out of 101 things. And that classifies you as what? It classifies me as the, uh, an ambassador with your knowledge you could lead tour groups. You know what pushed him over the top? Mm. I'll tell you right now. Okay. There are several questions about acting or being involved in the movie industry yeah. in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Well, that was your job. Yeah. I feel like that's a little bit of cheating. No, no. I, I don't think. Look, no, I Because anybody could be an extra. Anybody could be an extra. Yeah, but you were not just an extra. You were like, that was your job. Yeah. Again, I feel like you had your foot in the door before you really got That's the contest question. underway. And also, there's one. There's another question. Catch a show at a local theater. I mean, I anybody who, can do that as I well. Know. I caught a show. I mean, I did check right, that good. one. So, I, I feel like it might be important to say what we haven't done, though. I think, I think, think right that might that. be yeah. more mm-hmm. indicative of who we are. Yeah, okay. So, number five is the first thing. My guess is that all of us have not done this thing, which is... Pedal the steepest hill in Pittsburgh in the Dirty Dozen cycling race. I've not done that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I've had aspirations to do that. Ralph Crew's done that. Has he? Oh, yeah, that's... Ralph Crew from the uh, Carnegie Science right. Center, our monthly guest. That would be, you have to be in good shape. There's to no way. Crush that hill. There's no way. I did not do I also uh, have never taken a wedding or prom photo at, 
on Grandview Avenue. Oh, you have? I mean, I've taken a lot of other photos at Grandview me. Avenue, but I did not go up there for my wedding or really? for my prom. You know, when I was a limo driver, people would regularly hand me their cameras whenever I was driving them up there to have their photos taken. So it's the, I would be a limo driver slash photographer. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's good. It's a little easier now that they're iPhones. Uh, of course there is, yeah. So the, the thing that I have not done, number 13, to join the Elks or any other fraternal organization. I would pay money to see you at the Elks. Oh, I I was once asked to join the Rotary when I was a, a teenager, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Young Rotarians or something like that. And, you know, I get a phone call and the guy was like, hey, John, we know, you know, blah, blah, blah. and I, you know, and, and immediately my lack of, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm so unworthy. I can't do that. No. I, you can't possibly I, be a member could, of the Rotary? I could not. No, I just thought it was beyond me. I thought that's for other people that are somehow that is, much more established and John, better than I awesome. am. That I just couldn't. Awesome. What about the KFC? What, Kentucky Fried Chicken? Knights of Columbus. Oh, the Knights of Columbus. They, they weren't no, having you? My, my photo might have been on their on their wall. You think? Maybe. Just saying. All right. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I never have gone rafting at Ohio Pile. I have neither. I'd seem, I don't know why. No. I also don't know why it's called Fort Necessity. Oh, I'll tell you why. Tell me. George Washington, as the French were quickly coming into the point, Mm -hmm. thought we better build ourselves a quick fort. It's out of a matter of necessity because otherwise we'll be slaughtered. (laughs) Is that why it's called? Yes. See, I didn't know that. Well, now I can check it off. George Washington. Um, Here's another thing I haven't done. Mm -hmm. Um, I have never acted in a show at a local theater. This should not surprise anyone. That does surprise me. Yeah. Like, right. when would I do that? Yeah. Um, one last thing. Yeah. I've never, never gone to light up night. Oh, my God. Never. You've never. And look, I got. I don't want to. Really? I, I don't want to, people. Light it up. Enjoy it. I was staying at home. No, when our kids were little, we nope. went to light up night. We Not doing it. We had a good time. Not doing it. Okay. So the uh, Pittsburgh 101 things every Pittsburgher should do. It's, it's really well. Uh, take the little quiz, okay? the pumpkins are almost gone do you know what time it is it's time to talk turkey at the spring house in 84 we really do like to enjoy one holiday at a time but our customers are calling now to talk about thanksgiving turkeys for 20 years we've been selling fresh turkeys raised by a friend who is a big turkey farmer who really knows how to raise turkeys i grew up on a farm where we raised dressed and sold turkeys and i do feel we know what a good turkey should look like first of all it should be fresh. That's when it's at its very best quality, not frozen. It should be meaty and broad-breasted, and it should be cleaned to perfection. We're really fussy about selling only the best at the Springhouse, and we do believe our turkeys are the best. Call 228-3339 now to order yours, and don't forget to order buns, casseroles, and most of all, pumpkin pies. Let us help you make your Thanksgiving really delicious. You've all helped build my pillow and the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. 
For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. What's happened to my son? We raised him in the church, and he went to youth group. He's not acting like himself, and this morning I found drugs in his room. I can't tell my pastor or my friends. They'll think I'm a bad parent. Is this my fault? I'm so ashamed and don't know where to turn. There is hope. For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has been helping families to find answers to their loved one's drug addiction. Call 412-849-3224 or visit paatc.org, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. Veterans face treacherous situations filled with peril while serving our country. Many veterans come home physically injured, suffering with PTSD, have traumatic brain injuries or other ailments. Treatment is available, but we need your help. Help Heal Veterans with the support of generous citizens like you improves veterans' lives on a daily basis across the United States. For over 45 years, Help Heal Veterans has provided over 30 million therapeutic art kits and craft projects to these critically injured veterans at no charge to them. Doctors, therapists, and brain injury experts recommend this type of therapy. Since the beginning of World War I, over 100 years ago, art and craft therapy has proven to improve gross motor skills, improve memory, and lessen anger issues in healing veterans. To volunteer or learn more, visit HealVets.org. Help a veteran. Visit HealVets.org. CNN reports that screen time use by infants, toddlers, and preschoolers, this is not a surprise, has exploded over the last decade. And it's concerning experts about the impact of television, tablets, and smartphones on these critical years of brain development. Now, a new study scanned the brains of children three to five years old and found that those who used screens more than the recommended one hour a day without parental involvement had lower levels of development in the brain's white matter, an area key to the development of language, literacy, and cognitive mm-hmm. skills. That's no surprise. So in the old days, right, uh, when you were uh, had some downtime, didn't your mom give you a book? Right. Whether you could read or not, you were there looking yeah. at the images mm-hmm. and floating through. And that's a different sort of intellectual activity than right. just being passive in front of a screen. And I'm sure that it's very challenging. I mean, I remember when my kids were little, I wanted to do anything to get them occupied, right? I mean, so I get that. Kids are very, very, um, they 
need so much attention and investment and you get really tired. And so I can imagine having a smartphone or a tablet, just putting it in there is an easy thing to do. However, um, this is the first study to document associations between higher screen use and lower measures of of brain structure and skills in preschool age kids. It's a really big deal. Screens are everywhere and they're going to be everywhere in your kid's life at those early moments, those early hours, days, weeks, and years of your kid's life, zero to five, Mm -hmm. it is super important that they are with books more than they are with screens. Undoubtedly. Remember... um Remember when you first could have um, like a DVD in the back of your car? Right. I remember that. We used to take these long family trips to, you know, the Dakotas or Missouri, and our kids always read books. But then one year, somebody in the family gave us a portable DVD player. And so my kids, you know, shared a screen. Yeah. Well, now, of course, they're built into cars. I mean, it changes everything. It does change everything. Yeah. So. And I, and. You get why people want to do it. Heck yeah, man. Because hour after hour exactly. of unimpeded quiet in the back seat with our kids going, he hit me, he touched me, I was in there, then you Settle down, you guys. At the same time, one thing I've noticed since my kids are now older is that if you don't help your kids to love reading when they're little, they're not going to love reading no, when no. they're in high school. That's I right. promise you it's not going to happen. The love of reading is inculcated in human beings when they are really tiny. Right. I agree 100%. Yeah, well, that's that's a heartbreaking study. Um, it really is, and it's just it's and a it's good wake up the call. Road. It's a good wake up call for all of us, whether we have kids or we have nieces and nephews yep. or grandkids or whatever it is. Put your kids with books. Yep. Hey, uh, I saw something a little earlier today um, about Andy Warhol. Yeah. So you have you been to the Warhol? I have Pittsburgh in the North Side. Yep. I mean, it's just like the guy. It's, it's quirky and right? weird and kind of funky and fun. And you're right? probably going to not like a lot of it and like some of it. But it's worth a visit. It's the way it? it is with every museum, yeah, right? I mean, how about the Mylar balloons? You yeah, go in there and right. smack mm-hmm. those things around. There's a, an old black and white photo machine yes, in the basement. that's very cool. Which I loved. So listen to this. Um, the Warhol, uh, the exhibition which started October 20th and runs through February 16th, um, it's called uh, Andy Warhol Revelation, the first exhibition to comprehensively examine the pop artist's complex faith in relation to his artistic production. Production. So apparently the Warhol family, the Warhola family, they were Byzantine Catholics. And uh, all his life, I did not know this, Andy Warhol was a devout believer. Take it as it is, right? Uh, we, we're not inside, we couldn't be inside Andy Warhol's heart. But there it is that um, especially early and then later artwork, probably by the hundreds, he produced images, iconic images of Jesus and the hmm. saints, and they're on display now. I at never the knew that. I did not. I mean, would you ever have connected Andy Warhol with images of Jesus? No. However, you know, as a Pittsburgher raised in the 40s sure. and that Warhola Eastern European thing, right. it makes perfect it does. sense. It does. Well, I'd be interested to see it. Me too. Features a hundred objects from the museum's permanent collection, including archival material, drawings, paintings, prints, and film, rare source material, and newly discovered items. You know, uh, Andy Warhol's family still owns a um, a scrapyard down along the river on the north side. Warhola scrap. His brother, I bet you, his brother's probably late seventies, early eighties. 
you know, uh, his brother, you know, his brother stayed home and ran the family business while Andy went to New York City and started working in the advertising business. Then became world famous with his pop art uh, iconography, uh, iconic uh, images of Campbell suit cans and Marilyn Monroe uh, Brillo pads and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. But uh, very interesting to to think, okay, mm-hmm. uh, this icon who is a Pittsburgh born and bred has some religious connection, and those drawings and films are on display now. So look forward to that. I have a passion for museums. Do you, though? I just love museums. To wander around. I love how they smell. Mm-hmm. I do. I just, I love, it. it's so civilized to me that humans see things of great value and want to preserve them so that other people can see really I mean, if you think about it, yeah. that's a really wonderful thing. It's not really unusual. I, funny you bring this up because I heard an interview a couple of days ago with the man who is the, uh, the, the chief curator, the head of the Smithsonian. He is an African-American. Wow. His grandfather was a sharecropper. No. So he's talking about that the terrific? sweep oh. in American history. Thank and, you, God. And they were saying, you know, in this interview, what, 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 you know, when you have free time and if you do wander around the Smithsonian, of course, which you do, what, it is, what do you want to go see first? He says, always I want to go see the paintings, the story of America through the paintings of some of the greats. I can't believe you didn't pick the Hope Diamond. The Hope Diamond. Have you, have you been to the Smithsonian? Yeah. Have you seen the Hope Diamond? Oh, yeah. It's wild, isn't it's it? It's weird. Yeah, it's really it's weird. It's such a weird thing. I know. I mean, it's funny how many people line up in front of it, and then other things you're like, I feel like this is more important, but no one's looking at no, it. No, no. Anyway, uh, we'll take a break, come back. we got lots more for the 5 o'clock hour. Stick around, won't you please? Uh, Reverend Terry Tim is with us. We're going to talk about uh, marriage, what marriage teaches us about love. And Microsoft has experimented with a four-day work week. Do you want to sign up? Mm, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Would you miss me on that fifth day? That third day, you know, away. Trouble happens. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The White House says the latest impeachment transcripts prove that the inquiry is a sham. Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham says the transcripts from U.S. Ambassador Gordon Sondland and former Special Envoy Kurt Volker show there is even less evidence for this illegitimate impeachment sham than previously thought. She points to Sondland's statement that he did not know why the Trump administration suspended aid to Ukraine. That's what he originally testified. However, Sondland revised his testimony this week, acknowledging there was a quid pro quo. Greg Clugston, the White House. Meanwhile, President Trump is on voters' minds as Virginians decide whether Republicans or Democrats will control Virginia's legislature. The Old Dominion is a marquee warm-up for the 2020 election cycle. On Wall Street, another record is the Dow is up by 30 points to 27,492. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife Jenny was, 
Is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't chase trends. We focus on one thing, quality. We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs, and we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. At the Original Mattress Factory, our mattresses and box springs aren't just American-made, they're hometown-made. Our products are hand-built one at a time in local factories, using only the highest quality materials. And each of our employees is also an owner. So when you purchase from the Original Mattress Factory, you're not only getting a quality mattress at a factory-direct price, you're also supporting your local economy. Visit an original mattress factory location near you to see what Hometown Made is all about. Hi, this is Dennis Prager. There are over 400 programs in the Prager store. And now by becoming a PragerTopia Unlimited member, you can listen to every program in the store. Courses, lectures, show segments, even my Torah teachings. Almost everything I've ever recorded over the last 20 years. Over a thousand hours of program. Of course, PragerTopia Unlimited members get every radio show since 2009 as well. All commercial free on demand. Wow. No, this is a big deal. This is truly a big deal, if I'm allowed to say that about my own work. For a limited time, it's only $119 for an entire year to join PragerTopia Unlimited. Get to listen to every show in the Prager store, every lecture I've given, every course. And you'll get a coupon for 50% off the Rational Bible, Genesis, which is autographed. I put my life into these works. They're meant to change your life, open up your mind, and they make a spectacular gift. Go to PragerTopia.com and sign up. PragerTopia Unlimited. Clearing tonight, turning colder with the low 28. Then tomorrow, you'll see a good deal of sunshine, but the high will just be a chilly 49. Increasing clouds tomorrow night. There can be a shower toward daybreak, and the low will be 36. Cloudy and chilly with rain at times Thursday. Rain likely ends as a little snow Thursday evening. Might be a small accumulation in some areas, especially the laurels. With your accurate weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Streit. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Seriously, it's crazy. It's four minutes past five, the sun's setting. Stop it. Just put that sun back up where it should. It belongs in the right space. It's crazy. Isn't it? You think, you know, oftentimes I'm grilling out at 845 at night in the summer. Yeah. It's 5.05 and it's darker. Uh, maybe a I month or so ago, it. I was like, oh, it's 7.30 and already the right. sun is... And now here we are. Why do people settle here? Oh, my gosh. Well, wherever they are, right, the sun is going to set. Yeah, but not this early. Yeah. What? 
Anyway, let's get to the story of the day. One of the stories is that mm. Microsoft, the corporation, has experimented with a four-day work week. Oh, really? Yeah, this was not here in America. It was in uh, a Microsoft subsidiary in Japan, according to Business Insider. But here's the big news, John. Productivity jumped by 40%. Come on. What? 40%. 40%. Wait, so yes. is it four 10-hour days? Is that the deal? Well, you know, it's interesting that you ask that because in the whole article, it doesn't say how they allocated it, but I'm assuming that they did. It would have to be because you're not going to get paid for 32 hours, right? Listen, the trial was part of Microsoft's Work-Life Choice Challenge, Mm -hmm. which was just a project that existed over the summer, which could have something to do with it. We can talk about that in a minute. But it examined work-life balance and aimed to help boost creativity and productivity by giving employees more flexible working hours. Mm. Okay. Microsoft Japan closed its offices every Friday in August. Okay, so they were open Monday through Thursday, closed on Friday. They found that labor productivity increased by 40% compared with the same month last year. That's fascinating. Okay, so on our floor, there is a business. I won't say the business. It's a small business, but they're closed on Friday. So I'll walk down the hall to go, you know, to the elevator. And look and, longingly in the office. No, I always kind of think, slackers. I do. I kind of, I that's, disparage them. That's American of you. Mm-hmm. Because they're just, you know, Fridays, they've got Fridays off. And uh, yeah, slackers. Okay. So the reason that this is implemented is the well-documented, written about uh, situation in Japan where people are literally dying because of overwork. Right. So either it's a suicide because people's emotional state has gotten so perilous, or it's just physical overwork. People are dying of heart attacks or strokes or whatever it is. That's why Microsoft decided to try this in Japan, right? Mm -hmm. So there are all sorts of governmental um, (sighs) programs that they're trying to institute to see what could help or what could help them at least make a dent in the problem. This has been more of a success than anything else that they've tried. Interesting. Now, see, I think in America we have a different problem that we don't – and I'll say that I don't think we work hard enough. Oh, my gosh. You got – are you serious? Yeah. I think, I think that a lot of us – you know, I think, I think it's that busiest thing. You know, oh, I'm so busy. But I think a lot of the busyness is self-created that really it's just kind of like a dog chasing its tail. And I, I don't. I think oftentimes you know, when you look around the workplace – and I'm not you know, signifying here at the station. But I, I just do – I think you know, there's a lot of free time on people's jobs. I do. Well, I think it probably depends on the job. Yeah, sure. Of course, of course it is. You know, if you're working in a factory, it's a different situation. Oh if gosh. you're a teacher, it's a different thing. If you're in an Amazon thing. warehouse, right. that's different. Right, right. It's a whole different thing. Um, so that's probably the the only way to assess that is for each person to assess it for themselves or their supervisor to assess it for them. But I got to tell you, when I was traveling in Europe over the summer, I could not believe the difference in lifestyle. How relaxed people are. I couldn't get over it. Right. And this is... This is where it was so obvious to me. I spent most of my time in Germany is that I was in workplaces with German citizens and there is absolutely no social anything going on at work. Oh, really? Nothing. People are about their work. Nothing. Okay. But when five o'clock hits or four o'clock hits or whatever their time thing is, they are out the door. They are not. I I was talking to an executive from the Audi Corporation. They are not permitted to get email after they leave work. <laughs> okay. Well, there's, there's a difference They're between not permitted us and the rest of the to world. work overtime. Really? If they work overtime for any 
consistent basis, and I mean like even for three days in a row, their supervisor pulls them in and says, what are you doing? Hmm. Why are you not able to finish what you're doing in the amount of time you're doing it? They, they, they absolutely insist that people do not work after they leave the office. Well, I'd say that's healthy. I really do. I mean, I, I think it's – now, here's the other thing. They get so much time off – Okay, so this gentleman I was talking to, who again was a was a uh, an executive in the Audi Corporation. He and his wife both. She was a, a scientist. He was an executive. They had just returned from two weeks on vacation. They went to Sweden on vacation. We were talking. They said, well, you know, just got back yesterday. I said, how was your vacation? He said, how much he, he they hadn't been to Stockholm before. They loved it. They re- the only thing they were disappointed about was that they only had two weeks to spend there. Wow. Because normally, if their schedules were a little different, they could have stayed for longer. They could have made it an actual vacation. Wouldn't that be nice to have a two-week vacation? Wouldn't that be fabulous? Uh, listen, a two-week vacation for them was not a vacation. Oh, my god! That was like, oh, well, we, we kind of shorted it. You know, if we could have re- – next time, we'd like to go and actually have a vacation. Wow. It's a different mindset. Yeah. I'm not saying everything in Germany is the way it should be, and I'm not trying to pick on America. But I am saying no, that we – our commitment to working and not having vacation days – is vastly different than the way people live in other parts of the world. That's fascinating. All right. Well, I mean, I do believe that America does work harder than most of the world, right? I do believe that's true. But I also think within that, like people, you know, show up at work, there's a lot of free time within that as well. Again, though, doesn't that depend on, I mean, obviously it has to right. depend on what your work so there, circumstances, yeah, right, right, exactly, yeah. you know? I mean, we're working in a radio station, which is a creative enterprise. And so it's not... It's not the same type of work environment no. that you're going to find. It's not if like you're, my dad working in the mill. Right. It's not the same thing. And there has to be a certain amount of give and take, of leeway, of whatever, for those, to allow those things to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why, right. Google, that's why Google has living rooms and ping pong tables and oh, right, pinball right. machines. That, that whole thing, right. Yeah, and yeah, Wait, yeah, you yeah. don't like that. All of a sudden, you're like talking eh, down. I mean, come on. I mean, that's... Doesn't it seem a little Mike, excessive? What about we were talking about the ping pong Pinball. table? Now Mike, do, now John doesn't want to have it. What some, the heck? You want some dipping dots? I mean, you know, come on, let's get to work. I don't know. I, I feel like if I could hit some ping pong with Mike before the, I feel like I might be sharper. No, no. Because here's the deal: you spend 15 minutes playing ping pong, but then it's like the the before walking into the ping pong. How long does it the take ab- me to walk to the no, ping no, no, pong no. table? It's all this conversation about it. So like it. Oh, what me no. dissing Mike because I'm going to beat him? Ping pong. I'd be embarrassed him. to have ping pong at work. I would. I would. Mike, would you be embarrassed to have ping pong Absolutely at work? Absolutely not. Thank no, you. that's no. Ridiculous. You need to have some type of like, oh, especially in the as a creator. Oh yes. yeah. Yes. You need some downtime yep. to just refresh. Come on. That's right, you need, Mike. You need that. It's Your important. grandfather would be ashamed oh. no. this year. He would be he had great calluses with me. on his hands. Listen, he would, he would be playing ping pong with oh, me. That's right. Gosh. Pappy would say, I'll take him down too. That's right. Pap, Pap. Right. Coming say, up, get to work. Coming up next, Reverend Terry Timms with us. What marriage teaches us about love, John? Some love. You need some love. <laughs> Coming up on the ride home. You want a hug? Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and so you've got some important decisions to make today. Look, we all know Medicare is confusing. Uh, Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial, though, know you've got the questions. They know it's confusing, and they've got the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and by how much? 
Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it altogether? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. It's a plan that's focused not just on cost, but quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Call 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. Or visit MarleyFG.com today. 101.5 WORD. Coming up Thursday on The Ride Home with John and Kathy. In 2016, after living and working in Turkey for more than 20 years, Pastor Andrew Brunson was arrested and charged with inciting a terrorist uprising. He faced a life sentence in prison. On Thursday at 510, join us for an exclusive conversation with Andrew and his wife, Noreen. We'll talk about Andrew's more than two years in prison and the unprecedented prayer movement that inspired millions and ushered the Brunsons back home. That's The Ride Home with John and Kathy, weekdays from 4 to 6 right here on 101.5 WORD. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to. At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. Voted best in Pittsburgh for joint regenerative medicine. To see if ABT is right for you, talk to a doctor 24-7 at 412-851-3811. Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life. Call 412-851-3811 now. So the only thing really keeping you from enrolling your children in Christian school is sports? Trinity Christian School answers that concern with boys' soccer, girls' volleyball, and track for boys and girls. A well-rounded Christian education with the sports opportunities you want? Now that sounds really good. Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to Pragertopia. Terry Tim is with us from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry's a regular guest, a monthly guest on our show. Terry, always good to see you. Great to see you, John and Kathy. Good to be back in the studio with you tonight. Thank you so much as the sun sets. So you're thinking about marriage, Terry? Well, I've been thinking about that for a long have you? How, time. How many years have you been thinking about marriage? Uh, I think Patty and I have been married for 38 years. Wow. Are you serious? Your youth, your youthful I'm serious. Work. Yes, I'm you totally serious. You don't look old serious. enough to have been married <laughs> no, for 38 really years. We got married when we were 12. Right. <laughs> it was an arranged marriage. No, it was still a good choice. It's worked out well for both of you. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long run. Well, I mean, just... Uh, I'd be, be curious. There's three of us. So I've Patty and I have 38 years in. Mm-hmm. Oh, but not by any stretch. Only 23. 23. 27. Okay, that's – I'm not really good at math, but between the three of us, that's, that's a, a, lot, that's a lot of years. Yeah, it is. It is good. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes wisdom comes with uh, a lot of years and sometimes not. Right, so yeah. well, let's <laughs> think of all the does. wisdom in the room right here. Well, you can't <laughs> – there's nothing that you can do that can make up for time. 
what that long view the time spent together yeah. i mean my husband and i talk about this a lot so you can you can be two incredibly healthy people who are starting out in a marriage relationship and you've got your finances worked out and you are being responsible with your you know daily habits and yeah. you're believing in jesus and all those things but you're still new at it oh my gosh yeah i think I think there's one thing you can do that helps is go to somebody who's been married for a longer Amen. period of time and learn from some of the mistakes that they've made. But I think you're right, Kath, to a certain extent. you everybody, Every couple has to figure it out mm-hmm. on their own. There's right. just no way around that. You can learn from other people's experience, but uh, part of this the, the, the dynamic of relationships is you, you have to live into it and through it. That's That's the only way around it. Yes. So what does marriage teach us about love? Well, a ton of things. I mean, all sorts of things. How many hours do we actually have? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, I, I was thinking of, I, I've been thinking about marriage uh, quite a bit lately, and really one of the things that provoked it just recently was a, uh, a friend of my son who's 30. I have a 30-year-old. My younger son is 30, and I, I a kid, a kid that he used to play soccer with, mm-hmm. <laughs> called me. Hey, Mr. Tim, like I'm getting married next April. Would you do? Would you do my wedding? And nice. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love to do weddings. It's it's one of the most uh, enjoyable experiences in my pastoral work. Uh, and it's not so much the wedding that that really jazzes me, although that's that's kind of fun. I have one caveat: before I will do a wedding, uh, perform a wedding ceremony for anyone. I require that they go through premarital counseling. Good. And that's what I love doing. I love sitting down with a couple and digging into their lives, their their family of origins, their hopes, their dreams, their expectations, and, and doing my, my work with them to prepare them. I say anybody can pre- perform a wedding. And actually, that's true. If you have 15 minutes and you go on the Internet, right. anybody mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania can pretty much perform a wedding. Now you're a minister. Right? But it, it's... It's another thing to prepare people for marriage. And that's what I really see my work is, is, is not so much the wedding thing. It's preparing a couple for a lifelong marriage. And what if I, I came across years ago, I came across a quote from uh, Stanley Hauerwas, who's a Christian ethicist. And it's, it's stuck in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, and I use it all the time in my work with couples. Uh, And Hauerwas said something like this. I can't quote it exactly, but it's pretty close. He said this, some people fall in love and they get married, but the reality is you get married and you learn the demands of love. Mm -hmm. And I love his his kind of play on words. and, and as an ethicist, I, I, I think he's just so right that in, in our culture, we have this romanticized version of marriage, that two people, they, uh, there's a chemistry, there's an emotion. My soulmate. There's this, this draw, and so we're in love. And obviously, then the next thing that happens is we get married. And chemistry and opposites attract and all of that magic in a relationship, it's a beautiful thing. And I think God's created us that way to, to be drawn to, to, to a partner. But the reality is uh, couples, young couples, while they're in that courting stage and engagement stage, I, I, I don't want to overstate the case, but I, I say to them often, you don't know anything about love. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you don't know anything about love because... 
Love is defined quite often when we look in the rearview mirror. And when you make a commitment to somebody to be with them through sickness and in health, for richer and for poorer, forsaking all others, when you start putting those vows into practice day in and day out, when you start getting a year and two years and five years and 10 years and 60 years and 70 years behind you, then you can look back in the rearview mirror and say, that was love. It wasn't the, the emotion. It wasn't the chemistry. It was sacrificial commitment day in and day out, building a life. And so that, that's kind of my little play on words. Like I, a lot of people think love teaches us about marriage, but marriage actually teaches us about the commitment and the sacrifice of what true biblical, God-like, Christ-like love really is all about. Mm-hmm. So if there was a common denominator in long, successful marriages— in that love-marriage equation. Any idea what that would be? Well, I would, I'd, I'd say a couple things. Uh, one, uh, one, one of the texts that's quite often read at marriages, uh, wedding ce- celebrations, is 1 Corinthians 13, mm-hmm. the love chapter, yeah. which is really fascinating. If you look at it closely, there's no reference at all to marriage. It's not a marriage wedding text. It's right. it's a human relationship mm-hmm. uh, kind of text. But uh, some, somebody in my community of faith said uh, one of the things that they've learned about love through marriage is that you need to learn how to forgive with amnesia. Mm. I thought that was a really neat plan word. Yeah, that's true. Not, I understand that forgiveness doesn't mean you forget because a lot of people have been traumatized by horrific things and, and you can't just forget about that. But in, in the context of a, a commitment of life, Paul says something in 1 Corinthians 13, love keeps no record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a powerful relational dynamic, particularly in a marriage context. Like every day, I'll just I'll speak for myself. Every day, I give my wife an opportunity to extend forgiveness. That's good of you, Terry. I mean, I just <laughs> I hate nice like job. it's it's craziness how we can you know we're so committed to our spouses and our partners, and yet because of my human frailty and my own self interest and agenda. It's like, oh my gosh, if Patty would kept a record of wrongs, like, wow. Yeah. I mean, that, that book, that, that ledger would be so big. Too much of a bill to pay. Right. It, it, it would be impossible. And so this idea of, um, I, I say quite often that, that marriage is an incubator for grace. It is an environment when we can learn how to not only give grace, but experience mm-hmm. grace. I mean, grace is such a important concept in Christianity, yeah. and this is why um, marriage teaches us about love. And I would say that there are people listening to us right now that are not married, and uh, they may be single by choice. They may be single by death or divorce. Uh, there's lots of people that are single. Some people are called to a life of singleness. But I would say that marriage, a biblical understanding of marriage, has something to teach all of God's people about the reality of love. And we talk about grace uh, as such this, this powerful biblical theological concept that God gives us grace through Christ. It's an unmerited gift. And we can think about that intellectually and theologically, but what does it look like in real time? What does it look like in flesh and blood? And I think marriage is this opportunity when uh, 
when we break our vows, when we break the commitment mm-hmm. that we've made to our, our spouse, that they are willing to offer us an unmerited gift of grace. And then learning how to receive that, that that's a mm-hmm. powerful yeah. image, mm-hmm. again, for our relationship with God, our relationship with one another. And I, I honestly don't know how someone can actually receive the grace of God in Christ without having some kind of like tangible, earthly, relational experience of, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. I love you. Right. I'm not going to hold that against you. We're going to move forward. Like, that's remarkable. Yes. And marriage is a context where that can happen in powerful ways. It's also the context where the opposite can happen, which is the keeping a record of wrongs. The score. The score. Right. The score. The scorn that comes with, you know, watching your spouse fail over and over again and greeting that with derision or disgust or frustration in its mildest form. Yeah. And I think the thing that I'd say with with grace, there also needs to be connected to grace truth. Uh, grace and truth are like kind of the pillars of, of New Testament. When when the Apostle John talked about Jesus incarnating the presence of God here on earth, full he said he's full of grace and truth. And so in, in, a, in a marriage relationship, and I would say that extends to any relationship, how do we learn to toggle between this is the moment for grace and this is the moment for truth? Mm-hmm. Right. And both of those being done in the context of love. Right. Like real love, believing the best. Like when my sometimes it doesn't feel like love when our spouse looks us in the eye and calls us out. Right. And speaks truth into mm-hmm. our life. Now, that can be done from a judgmental, critical spirit, which is a destructive force in any kind of context. Or it could be, I believe the best in you. I want the best for you and for us. And because I love you so much, I'm willing to risk maybe some you know, peace or harmony or comfort or status quo to actually bring the hard thing up here. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a powerful gift. Yes. And, and we, need, you know, we need the grace and the truth. And then we need you know, part of, I think, you know, having a track record of marriage is being able to discern, okay, which is the, what, what's really needed right now? Is this the moment for grace or is this the moment for truth? And how do we live kind of in that, that balance or that finding that equilibrium that makes sense it's and, really and hard. gives life? It right. is really hard. So, Tara, as you came in and you talked about premarital counseling before young newlyweds get married, this is a fairly, I mean, culturally, it's a fairly new phenomenon, the last maybe 30 years or so, right? So, that you know, our parents, certainly our grandparents, they never touched anything like that. They had to learn as they go. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it is a it is a new phenomenon and i would say even even culturally this idea of choosing your spouse oh right right i mean think about in 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 all of human history what percentage of married people actually said that's the one for me right right, right? i mean like in most mm-hmm. cultures i mean and even today in in many parts of the world sure. i mean marriages are arranged they're the, when you're born you know who you're sure. going to marry it's what's like, best for the family exactly. or community and and it's really interesting in uh, if you look at a lot of cultures where uh, you don't have a lot of 
options or choices, the divorce rate is much lower than in our culture when we pick our, we choose our spouse and then we can choose to discard our spouse uh, when we want to. So, so I think our parents and grandparents and great grandparents, they lived in this, I think they understood the power of Hauerwas's statement. Like there maybe was zero chemistry. There was uh, a, not a lot of preparation work. And it's like, here, we're going to throw you into this context of marriage this cultural and and uh, Judeo-Christian value that marriage is a lifelong deal. Stick with it. Figure out how to do it over time and figure out how to do it well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's something when you're committed to um, a lifelong uh, relationship you'll endure more you'll mm-hmm. you'll learn yeah. you'll you'll learn to be flexible and adaptable and to make the most of it now that said i think it's really smart to prepare like like for couples today do your homework know what you're bringing into this relationship so that you can you can in some some ways kind of predict some of the the obstacles and stumbling blocks and and to be honest, I mean, again, even in, in premarital context, you're, you're talking theory, right? Because yeah, most sure. couples, they're like, well, they have no idea what we're really talking about. Give give a couple six months or nine months, and they're like, oh, now I know what you're right, talking right, about. Right. But um, but I do think I, I I think our our culture looks at marriage very differently today. But you know, it's it's funny and in some ways ironic that as Divorce rates are sky high, and we become cynical in many ways about love. When you look at like reality television, like The Bachelor, right? People love that show, and they want, they still want to believe in the power of love, despite all the weirdness in the midst of that show. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, marriage. I, I was, I was thinking about this in terms of vocation. This idea of callings. I would say the vocation of work like we all have a call to work in in some sphere of life that's probably the most common vocation the second most common vocation is marriage the majority of people at some point in their life will be married there is there is magic there's mystery there's intrigue you know great fairy tales have you know these these stories of these marriages yes. these relationships there is something magical about it and something that our hearts are drawn toward mm-hmm. uh, and it goes back to the very beginning of the story i mean you know a, a, a crass overstatement of the bible is this the bible begins with a marriage and ends with a wedding feast i mean that like summarizes the bible right it, in the creation story there is a marriage between adam and eve yes. the two become one so that's the trajectory it's not good for people to be alone and that's baked into our bones and we long to be connected to someone so that's that's where I think the magic really is there, John. You're right. Take a quick break. Terry Tim is with us from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We're talking about uh, what marriage teaches us about love. There's more ahead on the ride home. Stay with us. troops to be their best means ensuring they get the right level of physical activity, nutrition, and importantly, sleep. And if you're sharing barracks, then the enemy of sleep is snoring. To snore less, use Mute. Mute is an easy-to-use nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. 
Thanks to Mute, you'll get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth. So you'll snore less, sleep more, and everyone in your barracks or your bedroom will be happier. Whatever your mission in life, if you want to be at your best, win the battle against snoring with Mute! Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville can help protect your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it. Like spray-on bed liners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact, moisture and corrosion. Their TST Rust Remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't, like road salt and fall detail to safeguard your paint job, your tires, your interior against winter's worst damage. And did I mention Extreme now offers custom graphics? Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Some window replacement companies offer only one window model that might not meet your taste or budget. At Pella, we determine which window or door style will give you the features you want in three types of materials. Pella has blinds between the glass, innovative screening options, and lots more. Don't settle for a one-window model choice that really is no choice at all. Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA. PellaPittsburgh.com. Shalom. Guess where I was a couple days ago. Hi, this is Abraham Sandler from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation, and I had dinner in Israel with a great view of the Sea of Galilee. Imagine yourself looking over the waters that Jesus walked upon and calmed with just his voice. How would you like to experience Israel with a Jewish believer like me? Tour Israel with us and spend time with Jesus and his people in his land. More info at Rock of Ages MJC That's rockofagesmjc.org. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that when something belongs to you, you'll work to make it the best that it can be. That's why every Original Mattress Factory employee is also an owner. From the factory to the sales floor to the delivery team, being an owner means that we take pride in all that we do. Each of our employee owners has a customer-first focus to provide not only a better mattress, but a better mattress shopping experience. Visit a location near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Clearing tonight, turning colder with the low 28. Then tomorrow, you'll see a good deal of sunshine, but the high will just be a chilly 49. Increasing clouds tomorrow night. There can be a shower toward daybreak, and the low will be 36. Cloudy and chilly with rain at times Thursday. Rain likely ends as a little snow Thursday evening. Might be a small accumulation in some areas, especially the laurels. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Streit. We're talking about marriage with Terry Tim. Terry joins us from Christ Community Church of the South Hills and what marriage teaches us about love. So, Kath, during the break, you know, you were saying maybe we're a little theoretical here. It's time for some brass tacks, and you want to reveal your inner workings of your own marriage. And so I'm always happy to hear stories of... Uh, Are you? Yes. Are of, you excited? I'm sure. Of what happens. I'm sure my husband is very excited to hear mm-hmm. these stories. Yeah, so uh, please no, go I think No, I think I'm okay share, sharing this one because we... This one. We, this one. I mean, <laughs> not the other one. You think you are. You'll find out a little bit later. Yeah. Hey, welcome home. <laughs> okay, so... So my husband and I have been married for a long time, 27 years. We just had our, had our anniversary last week. And um, we're very compatible as personalities go. We've, ne- we've never struggled with a lot of fighting or anything like that. Just as it, just 
day-to-day stuff, we're very different, and so it's it's not a big deal. So he goes to bed early. I stay up late. He gets up super early. I sleep in. We eat different things. We do. It's just, but we we're always yeah, it works. It it just works. So when we do fight, it becomes a little more amped up because we don't do it often. Mm, okay, so there's a lot. There's a, a lot, lot of at infusion. stake, and there's yeah. a lot at stake because yeah, you know that. when. Yeah. So um, we were putting new windows in our house, and it you know we had gotten bids from a bunch of different places. We were trying to figure out what to do, and it came down to what kind of windows we were going to get. Okay, now if anyone has shopped for windows, you might be laughing right now in your car, thinking, "Oh my gosh, I had this fight," because. Especially if you are like me and you have some type of design background and you live in an old house, cheap windows are not going to work in your old house because your old house is a gem, right? And you part, I've always thought of my responsibility in living in the house I live in is, is to preserve it because it's old, it's sweet. And anyway, now it might not surprise you that my husband doesn't have that same level aesthetic. of aesthetic or emotional attachment to the house mm-hmm. that he would think that we would have to get very expensive windows to go into the house. Yeah, he wants to write a small check. Right. He would like to write a small check. He would like to just get all new windows in the home and get them at a low price. Yeah. Right. And I'd say, no, no, no. If we're going to get any windows, we're going to get really good windows and they have to be made of this material or it's not going to work with the house. Mm, and those are five times as expensive as the ones on the bottom end. How'd right? that work? It was agonizing. We fought about it. We didn't just discuss it. We fought about it. Mm. There were raised voices. I cried mm. multiple times. <laughs> okay. Good. And it took yeah. a long time to come to an agreement. But this is what's interesting about it is after we came to an agreement and it was hard and basically what we decided to do is just get a very few number of windows that were the kind that I wanted. So we both had to give a little bit on it. Okay? Wait, so wait, you won. Well, I won on the windows. I did win on the windows. Um, but I also said, well, let's just not – let's just get a couple. Let's not spend all of the money Julia, that we have. Yeah. Let's just yep. spend a little bit of the money and let's go. with. When our daughter came home – the next day and said, so, you know, we're going with the windows, whatever. She could not believe that we decided what we decided mm. because she was on my husband's side, quote unquote. She was like, I don't understand why this is any big deal. Mom, why would you care about that? This is what was interesting is to hear my husband explain to her the process that we went through and how difficult it was. And to say, look, this is something you need to know. Now that you're in high school and you're having relationships with people, relationships are hard. And when you get into a marriage relationship, it's a lot harder because you're sharing money, you're sharing a place to live, you're sharing all these things. And you're going to end up in conversations that are really irritating and painful. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to figure your way out. So you might not, as the daughter, agree with what we decided or how we decided it. But... This should just be some kind of model for you that you're going to come up against this and you're going to have to figure your way out. Yeah, there's nowhere to yep. run. There's nowhere yep. to hide. There's nowhere to hide. Well, a couple brilliant things just in that story. One, I, I was somebody, – somebody called me not too long ago and, and he was very upset. Uh, he hasn't been married for a long time. And he, he asked me that this question – he, he said to me, he said, have you ever raised your voice with your wife? 
right? <laughs> and I'm like, do you are, know me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, you know, and but he was he was aghast because he and his wife got into an intense fight. And he um he grew up in a family. Quite often when I do premarital work, I ask people, what did conflict look like in your family of origin? That's good. And often people will say, I have no idea, because they never saw their, their parents have an argument. Behind, oh, because their so parents behind, had to fight some other yeah, place they, or if, some other time. Behind like, closed doors. Every, every couple has arguments. Every, but they, 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 didn't, they didn't let their children in to see, like, this is a part of relationship. Yeah. People are going to disagree, and sometimes with great intensity. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in a loving way. You can figure it out. You can work compromises. You can give. You can take turns. There's all sorts of different things. But uh, but th- this guy was so relieved to say, like, no, it's normal. Sometimes, you know, th- th- there's there's abnormal ways to do that. Of but, course. like, th- it will happen. And, and even with personalities, like, like Patty and I, we have very different personalities. Uh, she is a more withdrawing more emotional person. She grew up in a family where there's a, there was a lot of intensity. I'm aggressive and I'm intense. I do everything with intensity. And so I can get into an intense conversation pretty quickly. Yeah. And that sends triggers to her. Like and very quickly she can move away. And I'm like, I just want to have it I just want to have a conversation, you know, but yeah. my conversation's not like 8.9, 9.9 and and so one of the things that I have to learn is that she just can't handle that. And so I have to learn how to kind of channel some of that, move back from that, and still disagree or have conflict, but I've got to be able to to engage her in a way that actually allows her to engage with me. Otherwise, nothing good can come out of that. Then we just go to our own corners, and we're, we're both irritated, and nothing positive actually happens. But that's the, that's the hard part, right, because there— the, the thing that attracts us to a, our spouse is also the thing that makes us crazy as well. Right. And learning how to navigate that space is really hard. That's interesting. Terry Tim is with us. He's uh, Christ Community Church of the South Hills talking about uh, marriage, what marriage teaches us about love. Stay with us. Terry's going to be with us as well. Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. 101.5 101.5 WORD. God bless everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for 2020? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. God bless us. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contests. Do you enjoy helping others? 
Consider a career at Accessibility's Home and Community Services. As a leading provider of in-home care for people with disabilities since 1954, Accessibilities is dedicated to quality care. Flexible schedules, 100% employer-paid health premiums, competitive dental and vision plans, and paid time off are just a few reasons to consider Accessibilities. Visit Accessibilities.org or call 724-832-8272 today. Accessibilities is an equal opportunity employer. You've all helped build MyPillow and with the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. talking about marriage with Terry Tim, about what marriage teaches us about love. Okay, so Terry, we've been talking about, you know, Cass' story about the windows and the conflict and premarital counseling for, you know, know, young engaged. But the fact of the matter is, right, it's important to have some sort of lifeline, that there should be some therapy if marriage is needed. No matter how good your marriage is, I believe that a therapist is there for a guide and to tune things up. Every, every marriage at some point will struggle and wrestle with challenges. So, so somebody in my community who's been married 49 years wow. said this uh, to me recently. He said, what, what marriage teaches about love is this. When you need support, ask for it. And when you can give support, give it. Like, that is such a powerful statement. Like, we, we shouldn't be afraid to say help. And, and I do think this is, you know, we're talking a little bit on the break. I think generations before us, there was this, this kind of fear of, of revealing yeah, there's a problem. Sure. Yep. Like, it, there was this cultural thing. And again, part, it was a double-edged sword. It kept, it kept families together. But quite often, I think that fear of sharing pain or challenge or difficult or conflict, sharing that or asking for help, prevented families and marriages from thriving and flourishing to the level that they actually could. So when we struggle in our marriage, do we have people, do we have friends who will walk with us? Are we willing to talk to a pastor, somebody on staff? 
Google marriage counselors in the city and actually say, help me. Help us make this relationship better. Help us to fulfill the vows that we've actually you know, committed before God and others. We, you know, we take these crazy vows, right? I mean, like the vows that couples take. And we don't know what they're were. Outrageous. I mean, seriously, do you look, when I'm at a wedding, I watch the vows and I think to myself so often, it, it's like a moment of trepidation because you have no idea what's awaiting you. No, what you're walking no into. Idea. No idea. And, and, and one of the things I, I, I love Tim, Tim Keller says something like this in his book on marriage with his wife, uh, Catherine. You know, marriage is not designed to make us happy. It's designed by God to make us holy. That's really significant. Like, if it's all about our personal happiness, you're going to approach your relationship one way. But if it's about this this environment for us to become more like Christ, become holier people, that requires acknowledging our brokenness, our failure, our shortcomings, our need for help. And going to somebody and say, help me, help me, help us, is actually an act of humility, which is a beautiful spiritual attitude, right? I don't have it all together. That's the essence of the gospel. Right. So if we say out loud, I'm having trouble in my marriage. That's a good thing. That's a positive thing. That right. that's the window where God's grace can really move in mm-hmm. and strengthen us and mm-hmm. heal us and and get us on a better path forward. You know, marriage requires daily practice. And you know, the the, the saying practice makes perfect is bogus. It's just a bogus statement. Practice makes better. And part of practicing well is recognizing your mistakes and then correcting those. And quite often, sometimes, just having another person's perspective saying, hey, Terry, have you ever looked at it this way? Have you ever thought about it this way? That's good. Is, is su- such a helpful you know, discipline and can move us forward in, so that our, our relationship can be more like God intends it to be. Excellent. And so something like um, a family life marriage conference, although it's not you know, in, uh, therapy one-on-one, that's a good first step. It, it opens up. Yep. It, it creates new pictures, a yep. new vision for what a marriage could be. And when you finally find yourself in front of a marriage therapist, it's also like dating because mm-hmm. not one therapist, you know, it's not one size fits all. You've got to find what's sure. right for both partners. Right, right. And again, there's there's so many things uh, in between. If If you're younger in marriage, I mean, find somebody in your community who's got more experience. Say, hey, can we just go out and have a cup of coffee? Share some wisdom. Let me just run a couple things by you. That's so important. I would say the other thing, too, is there's this concept of reverse mentoring. Sometimes when couples have been married for a longer time, some of that magic kind of, you know. Fades away. And and go hang out with a couple that's just been married for a couple of years, right? And just kind of watch the dynamism (laughs) at play. That's cool. And that can can stir up some things like, wow, I've I've taken my partner, my spouse for granted here. Let's let's kind of rekindle some of that stuff that brought us back together back in the day. That's fabulous. Terry Tim from Christ Community Church of the South Hills talking to us about what marriage teaches us about love. We'll take a break, come back. Uh, we're going to do a, a Yinzer update as uh, Terry himself. How much himself. of a Yinzer is Terry Tim? <laughs> the uh, Pittsburgh Magazine, 101 Things Every Pittsburgher Must Do. We've uh, shared our scores. I think he's pretty Yinzer. Find out. 
Are you ready to advance? Imagine yourself in the graduate program you've always wanted. The Wright Master's Program can help you get where you want to be. Geneva College, located conveniently in Beaver Falls, just 35 miles northwest of Pittsburgh, has on-campus, online, and hybrid graduate programs that could be right for you. Geneva's high-quality Christian programs are designed to help you move ahead, both professionally and personally, preparing you to excel in today's demanding world. But don't just think about it. Attend Geneva's upcoming information session to find out about master's programs like counseling, cybersecurity, higher education, and master's in business administration. The information session is at Geneva's campus Tuesday, November 19th, with registration and refreshments at 5.30 and the program at 6 p.m. It even includes sitting in on a master's level class. That's Tuesday, November 19th. For information and registration, go to geneva.edu slash session. That's geneva.edu slash session. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to. At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. Voted best in Pittsburgh for joint regenerative medicine. To see if ABT is right for you, talk to a doctor 24-7 at 412-851-3811. Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life. Call 412-851-3811 now. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Sight and Sound Theaters presents one of the most cherished Bible stories as it comes to life on stage. You will give birth to a son. How can this be? With God, all things are possible. Travel with Mary and Joseph from Nazareth to Bethlehem in this original holiday production. Peace for all mankind! Discover the miracle of Christmas. Live on stage at Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. Terry Tim is with us. We're talking. Uh, we're talking about marriage most of this hour. However, Terry, uh, Kath, and New Mike, and I, we saw this article Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh Magazine. One hundred and one things every Pittsburgher must do. So we took this quiz, and then there's a, a grading scale on the amount of que- you know amount of things that you did throughout so your is, time here. There in Pittsburgh. is actually like a Yinzer grading. Oh, there scale. is. There, there is. is. Yeah. And so if you're just joining us, the number of the things that they are listing here that you really should do if you are a real Pittsburgher, things like ride an incline, ride both inclines. Tour the nationality. Um, my rooms. son actually right. got stuck on the incline. Oh, that's oh, nice. So you should probably get extra you, points you, for yeah, that. That was my son, not me though. <laughs> right. right. He was traumatized um, when he was like thirteen. Right. <laughs> Ponder the art at the Carnegie Museum. Mm. Drink an Iron City beer. Make a uh, Pittsburgh left. Right. It's all those sorts of things. So now 
I have been graded. Yeah. John has been graded. Mike mm-hmm. has been graded. Yep. Terry has not yet told us his score, and I'm I'm just. However, filled with anticipation. We did ask, you know, like new Mike. Mike uh, spent time in Philadelphia. I spent a decade in New York City. So, you know, maybe some people are not, you know, strong, you know, bred and born Pittsburghers. Right, Terry. Tell yeah, me. I spent the first ten years of my life in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What? Okay, I never yep. knew. Yep, mm-hmm. you're Brewers fan. And then what Oof. happened? And then my father was transferred okay. work to here to here in Pittsburgh. And been, have you been here since? I've been here okay. in Western Pennsylvania. But you are a Pittsburgher. Since. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 101 um, uh, experiences. How, what's your score? Yeah, I I got 54. Oh, that's okay. Fun. That's not bad. That's in that's the that's bad. in the solid Yinzer category. You're a Yinzer. Okay. You're a Yinzer. You thought, know the region oh, like the back you. of your hand. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Now, now zero to 25. You're a Jag. Right. Like, <laughs> okay, but you're not a Jag. Are you from Cleveland? Is basically oh. right. 20, 26 to 50, a novice. You've covered the basics, but there is much more you need to try. 51 to 75, you're a Yinzer. 75 to 100, you're an ambassador. Oh. Okay, so let me just say mm. that you're at 54. Yes. Mike was at 51. Yeah. Okay. okay. He was just skating at the very beginning of the Yinzer category. Right, but he was outside the bubble but for a long time. But he was outside. Time. I was at 63, which yeah. I feel really good about. Yep. Mm. John? 86. Yeah. Dig that, it. That doesn't surprise me. No, That's just a hearty score. Like, you... You are a Yinzer. <laughs> You're a classy Yinzer. Yeah. I, I don't classy Yinzer. That that's that, it doesn't really that work. Scoring scale though is off. Like that's goofy. Like like the highest level is amb- ambassador. Ambassador, mm-hmm. yeah. It should be super yins. Exactly. Right. Thank right. you. Yeah. yeah. I mean if you start no, out, if, if hit the bottom, it starts no. out with Jag. I don't right. think you can end up at an ambassador. No, exactly. It seems like a whole like because if you were calling yourself an ambassador, you would essentially be a Jag. It, right. <laughs> In in Hebrew in in school, there's actually you know there's a word in Hebrew. It's you plural, and in in the Hebrew translation, it really is yin's guys. So that's oh, okay, really, good. You know, just see, nice. you should probably get an extra point for that. You should, Maybe yeah. we'll move you up to fifty five. Yoy and double yoy Yo. for Terry Tim. Wow. Hey Terry, always a pleasure. Thanks oh, for being with us. Good to be with, with both of you. Mm-hmm. Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Hey, listen, uh, podcast is up and running. After we leave the air, check it out at wordfm.com. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.